And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Am I wrong or at some point in the last week or two, were you eating a soft pretzel on the podcast? I'll go with yes, because it's something I eat regularly, semi-regularly. So it, it seems likely that that did happen in the near past. Oh, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Why do you ask? What, what, what brings it up? That appears to be a soft pretzel. Is that some sort of no. mustard that you have on there? Little, little tumbler. Spicy, spicy mustard in my little condiment cup that I got from a restaurant supply store on Cape Cod. Would you say that spicy mustard and brown mustard are the same thing? Um. No, but that might be because I'm going to guess you don't distinct. I think you don't consider them the same. No, I'm just asking a question. I'm just posing the questions, DC. That's what I do here on the shit report. (laughs) You're you're in rare form today. I'm fucking tired. (laughs) This is the first time we're recording this late in like a long time. (laughs) I go me wrong. We used to (laughs) record later than this when GQ joined us, but... Yeah, I got to be like 6'10", and I was like, I'm going to fucking take a nap. <laughs> Little baby Doc is needs, is, is, needs, his, needs his beauty rest. He's a sleepy sleep, so the wah-wahs are going to come out. Give me a crybaby over um, here. That'll make for good audio. Yeah, but okay. Uh, uh, but no- what about like um, deli mustard? Is brown mustard deli mustard, or is that spicy mustard, or is that... What's Grey Poupon? Is Grey Poupon a deli mustard or what? What it? That's a Dijon, right? Yes. What's a Dijon? Is that a deli mustard? Is that a brown? What? I think that's what this is. I think that's what. I think I have a Dijon mustard, but let's let's what the delve fuck down is the a rabbit Dijon hole. Mustard. Uh, mustard manual: Your guide to mustard varieties. We've got. Let's see. We've got the yellow, the honey, the spicy brown, Dijon, whole grain, hot mustard, English mustard, German mustard, and then <clears throat> beer and spirit mustards. Okay, so I'm on Wikipedia. The main ingredients of Dijon mustard are brown mustard seeds. So wasn't it just fucking brown mustard? And a mixture of white wine, vinegar, water, and salt. To imitate the original. That might be it. I mean, maybe that's what's not in brown mustard. I'm not saying that this is, you know, this website. Are all Dijon's a type of brown mustard, but not all brown mustards are Dijon? Now we're getting philosophical. No, now we're just getting into nomenclature and hierarchy, which is what, as a scientist, I am prone to do. I just learned the etymology of the word mustard. All right, lay it on me. Mustard is what this is from SeriousEats.com. Mustard is one of the world's oldest condiments dating back to Rome, early Roman cooks who combined ground mustard seeds with an unmen- unfermented grape juice called must to make the hot paste mustum ardens or burning must. This was shortened to merely mustard when the condiment arrived in the English speaking world. 
What's a mustard oil? How does that relate to mustard? I mean, mustard oil must be I'm like mustard seeds, like mu extracting. Yeah, mustard is, you've got your seed and your liquid. So I would assume. So that must that. be like an ingredient in mustards. But what else is in mustard then? What's the creamy part of the mustard if we're adding mustard oil to it? Is it just glorified mayonnaise? Like what? Vinegar, water. I'm assuming none of those are thickening agents, though. I would assume the viscosity comes from the the actual ground mustard seed itself. But, but I like suppose some I don't mustards know. these days are very smooth, so I don't feel like that's possible. Would you like Would you like me to go to my refrigerator, which is just over there, and get my mustards, and we can read the ingredients? You can tell me which of these is a uh, flavor, which is a thickener, and which is a flavoring agent. I mean. No, not not really. Not, not really. So Dijon mustard first produced in France and obviously Dijon. Never heard of it. Uh, but it is a brown. I think Dijon is a brown seed mustard, but not all brown seed mustards are Dijon. I have to move the mustard, though, because it is sitting next to my milk chocolate non-pareils and I keep going. How would that? You taste? should just try it for the sake of the podcast. I did uh, talking to my wife. She was, you know, we were discussing episode three hundred and fifty and what we were going to do and possible changing formats. And she's like, "You should just go back to trying different foods." And I was like, "Are you encouraging me to eat potentially bad foods for entertainment purposes? Because if so, I'm going to marry you all over <laughs> again." She she thought better of it once you phrased it that way, didn't she? Try it. So here is here is a non-pareil from a Connecticut chocolatier uh, with a little bit of mustard on it. You know just what it tastes like. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm dipping mustard. Uh, chocolate and yeah. mustard. It's not bad, no. but it's also two very different flavors. I bet you it's fine. So. It feels like you just ate chocolate with, like it's, you know, often things are, a, a soft pretzel is improved by the mustard. The chocolate was not improved by the mustard. It just happened to have some mustard on it. What's your feeling on Maui onion mustards? I don't know that I've had any Maui onion product. All right. Hot mustard. Isn't that just brown mustard? Uh, ground brown or black mustard seeds. What? I didn't even know they went black. And then you whisk in cold water. The mustard then gradually gains heat, peaking after 15 minutes. And then you can add vinegar. Ah, this is the hot mustard when you get your American Chinese takeout. This is the mustard that comes in the little packages with the duck sauce and the soy sauce. What is? That is the mustard they are referring to. What? Oh, the hot mustard? I like that That's stuff. That stuff's good. I like that. That reminds me of like, um, it's, it reminds me almost like a wasabi, although it's not, right? It's different. Yeah. But. Uh, the, the mustard I have that I just put on that pretzel has a, I'm breathing better now. Oh, a little bit of heat. That I've eaten it. It's a little bit of heat. Uh, okay, a little bit of heat. okay. Then we got Coleman's English, German mustard. 
I didn't know you could do beer mustards. Born, you're not going to believe this, Doc. Beers? Would you try one if there was a mustard-flavored beer? No. I don't think I would. Beer mustard, you're going to be shocked to learn. Beer mustard invented Midwestern United States. Whoa. Dub Bears. Mm. Are you excited? Who do you got? The Chiefs or the Eagles? Super Bowls in two weeks. You got time to are think they about it. But right. Those are the teams that are playing. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll go with the Eagles. It sounds less racist. So I'll go with the Eagles. I know nothing else about them. The Chiefs, I assume, have an offensive mascot of some kind. So mm. it's like an arrowhead with KC on it, I believe. All right. Fair enough. All right. Yeah, I really, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, once again, as a person who can't get behind a wrestling company with uh, Saudi blood money pumped into it, there's something about an entire sport that turns people's brains into Swiss cheese by the time they're 30 years old that uh, I just can't get excited about it. Do you think you're too woke? Is it possible to be too woke? Yeah, probably. Do you, do you think I'm I th- too woke? I don't think you're too woke. Um, and I say that having driven by woke today. Oh, yeah? I drove by. I did not work today, Doc Manson. I did not work today. Oh, why not? You got, the, to be in, you got the sniffles? I, I had, nope. I had to be an adult. I had to go to the dentist. I had to go. I chose to uh, go register my new spaceship and get some, pl- you know, actual plates. Did you get vanity plates? plates? Does it say ass man DC? <laughs> I did not. If you could get, if you got vanity plates, what would your say? Doc Manson? I'd have to probably get rid of some uh, vowels or something yeah. to make that work, but I. D O C M N S N, I guess that would yeah. work. Yeah. But I don't know, though. Doc if Manson. I try, if I, because, you know, they make you explain what the vanity plates mean. If I, if I actually said, oh, it's just a name. Do they? Do they I make believe you explain so. that? Yeah. And sometimes you can explain huh. dirty license plates away. By claiming it means something else. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if I was like, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I could do exactly that, right? I could tell them it's an homage to my favorite pro wrestler and blah, blah, blah. Former, like, instead of being like, oh, yeah, uh, hate monger and race war attempted starter uh, who shares a last name with me, sadly, and... You could judge. You could say you're a Marilyn Manson fan. I don't think that's, that's a much better choice, particularly <laughs> this week, DC Matthews. Not lately. Yeah. Not lately. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know. I was at. I was at the. I was at the DMV. I think you should get. I. You know the Connecticut plates now. The the trend is two letters and then five numbers. I think you should get. I see. Eight zero zero eight five. Okay. Do a call back to your calculator days. Yeah, calculator later. I like that. Um, I bet you it's already taken. But I actually I need to get new plates. My plates are like falling apart. They've all like the, they they've shredded like the laminate on them. They're all peeling away. Mm. They're 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 in awful shape. But I went online to see what the process was for getting them replaced, and it's like I I think they charge you twenty bucks per plate, and I'm like. I don't need to spend 40 bucks on this. I just don't like, no, it's not my problem that these things are practically illegible. 
I'll wait till I get pulled over, I guess. I don't have a choice. Uh, I don't know. And at that yeah, point, if I, I'm being I, told I have to replace it, do I then still have to pay because they haven't weathered well? That's not my fault. I would assume, yeah, you'd still Yeah, probably, pay. but I don't want a DC. I don't blame you. I just paid uh, significantly more than $40. But you were registering uh, a vehicle. I was registering a vehicle, and I did not pay sales tax in the great north, so I had to pay the sales tax here. So, you know. Yeah. A couple thousand dollars. Yeah. But yeah. That, that's... Well, it was worth every penny for the spaceship. What color is the spaceship? Is it white? It is cosmic blue, which turns out is almost exactly the color of my old car. So like a navy blue? It's like a steel blue. Okay. Darker rather than lighter? Yeah, darker, but it's got like a metallic, you know, bit to it. But, you know, I Did it come with golden retrievers? Did it co- no, it did not come with Golden Retrievers. That's Subaru. That's a company that has all those commercials being driven by ah. Golden Retrievers, right? I wish. I've often said that if you were a dog, I think you'd be a Golden Retriever. Not so much personality-wise, but I think you look like a Golden Retriever. you got the big boxy head, and you've got the beautiful blonde locks. I could see it. I'm blonde-ish. You wouldn't call that blonde? It's like a... It's a very light brown. It's it's not blonde blonde, but like it's blonder than me. I suppose I have lighter hair than I you. consider yes, you. I, a blonde. I don't think like it's, a, it's like a yellow brown. It's I don't know the the summer the summer that I tried to dye my hair blonde and it just came out orange. Then I was like that like red you know that like reddish yeah. yellow lab sort of thing yeah. um what dog would you be although i again as a saint bernard i guess i could see you wearing one of those bourbon barrels around your neck and just you know musking through this mushing through the snow to go rescue people i think you'd be a very good service animal dc i i would try i would i was a lifeguard i would try to drag people yeah, see? you know me, I think I'm just a boring lab. I'm, I'm just like your absolute run-of-the-mill. Uh, you know, I feel like that's the dog equivalent of the straight white cis male. You know what I mean? Like, just the absolute plainest barrel bottom. I'm mixing metaphors. Don't even make sense. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I feel like I stand out in any way myself. But I don't know that that's true. Like, you you know, I could I can see the sort of, you know, wanting the the generic dog type being a, as you said, cis white male. Um, but I also wonder if, you know, you have that sort of, you know, the 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 personality that can be both very excited and jubilant, and then also incredibly sort abrasive, of snippy, snippy. <laughs> so, what sort of dog is a little you snippy? Know. What you think I'm a Chihuahua? I'll fucking kill you, man. <laughs> I don't think you're a Chihuahua. I was going to go with more like a German Shepherd. Yeah, no, they're too tough. Right. They're rough and tumble. They got they mean business when I, you look at our German. You shepherd. have not met you have not bet, met the German Shepherd at my parents' house, whom I did see today because that's where I went after the DMV. Okay, uh, you know my uh, Miss Pearl is not rough, nor is she tough by any stretch of the imagination. Well, that's because she keeps eating the uh, edible brownies, right? I mean, you kind of mellow it out when you're just all around the magic dragon 24-7. 
when you know when your parents are just hot boxing the entire house and it's just smoke pouring from the chimney, but they haven't lit a fire. You know, total Cheech and Chong situation, I assume, going on. That is that is masses. what happens. That is what happens down in the basement. My mom claims uh, to not partake. Mm, mm. But. She seems way too mellow to not partake, DC. Not that I have seen your mom in uh, 20 years, probably, but. but you, you went to our wedding, so you would have seen her 11 years ago. Was that it? But that, was, that was more than 11 yeah. years ago. No. Well, it'll be 12 this June. Okay. I, for some reason in my head, you've been married like at least five years longer than me, but I guess not. Okay. No. We got married in 2011. That's GQ who's been married for like 30 years, right? GQ got married. I love you, GQ. Far too early. I mean, he because he's like 50 now, so they got married when they were like 20, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's 57. That's what now. I thought. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what were we talking about? Mustard. Uh, mustard. mustard. <laughs> Isothiocyanates. Cyanates. Very reactant. Toxic for microbes I'm a mustard fan. What what are what do you, would you say is the weirdest thing that you would put mustard on? Um I mean for you it's a non maybe has um for me I don't know. I don't feel like I put it on anything weird. I mean, I'm sure Oh, you know what? The weirdest thing is pizza. And not, I'm not like I'm putting on regular pizza, but that cheeseburg pizza is delicious. Oh, and the reason God. why it's delicious is because of the mustard and the pickles. Um, that's mm-hmm. what makes it. So, I mean, that most mm-hmm. people would probably say it's that. Um, but again, because of all the other yeah. toppings that are on it, I don't know if that's really controversial, but people hear it and they think it's weird. But Have you gotten into the ranch dressing on pizza craze? Are, nah. you, are you a ranch? I'm not a big ranch head in general. No, me either. Yeah, it's okay, but... Like, give me a good blue cheese any day of the week over a ranch. Like, if I'm using it as a dipping sauce. like Would you put blue cheese on pizza? If it were a buffalo chicken pizza, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Are you talking, like, do people just dip regular pizza in ranch? Because if so, that's disgusting. Yeah. Like, I could say, okay, well, correction. I could see eating the pizza part of the pizza and then retaining the crust and then dipping the crust. I, I could now, I, now I will point out the person I watched. I know it's a thing beforehand, but the person I watched doing it most recently was seven. And <laughs> he, that explains. A he lot. Had, he had the little, you know, terrible thing and he tore open the package and bloop, a couple lines all the way up his, you know, calf, school cafeteria pizza, <laughs> which maybe. In a school cafeteria setting, that's the kind of thing you need. Yeah, to do. I mean, a school cafeteria but, pizza might be of a quality that requires mustard. I don't know. It's been a while since I, I've been in a school I, cafeteria. So. I have not partaken in our school lunch this year. I used to partake maybe two or three times a month when I didn't really feel like making a lunch. Uh, it's not bad. I can think of a lot of worse ways to try to spend four dollars and get. When I was in high school, fun. they used to mass produce these. Uh, they were just plain bagels with ham and American cheese, and they'd stick them in the big oven, and they'd toast them up nice. Mm-hmm. They'd serve them in the morning, like during like the study hall or whatever. Oh, my God. Those were so good. I have been my whole life trying to make a bagel ham and cheese sandwich toasted 
as good as the ones I remember from high school. What do you think the missing ingredient is besides, of course, mustard? love? I think those lunch ladies made those fucking bagel sandwiches with a type of love that I will never understand. I mean, let's face it. They weren't doing that job for the money. So clearly there was some sort of love for the craft within them that just I am lacking um, for sure. I remember the middle school lunch lady cashier I swore was 400 years I think old. we all think that <laughs> when you're when you're fucking six years old and you and see something with was, wrinkles like and her name was Skip which is what oh, I thought awesome. was great <laughs> that's the um, perfect name for a lunch lady but yeah 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 oh, uh, a ham and cheese sandwich a bagel no bagel hard to beat yeah I and then you toast that puppy. Uh, the most shameful thing in my life I have put mustard on is my penis. No, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> when I was a kid, I decided I was going to. What type would you put? On? Oh, definitely the hot mustard. You got to get that nice spicy. <laughs> no. Um, when I was a kid, I decided I was going to make my own original sandwich. And I know I've told the story on the show before, but I made a mustard and mayonnaise sandwich and I ate them several times. Uh, I was convinced this was going to be my million-dollar uh, idea when I was a child, DC. Uh, I even made one of my neighbors eat one once, who was an old middle-aged guy with a daughter of his own. You know, he ate it. He 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 grinned and bared it. So that's where the story gets a little strange. I was with you until you were like, and then I had my friend, the middle-aged. Well, he wasn't my friend. I was friends with the daughter. I was really young, and he worked with ah, my okay. mom. And I don't know why, but for some reason, I made him a sandwich and brought it to him to eat. And that's what I made him. And he did eat it. I don't know if I could be I that good of a sport to a kid coming up to me with a disgusting sandwich. You take a you take a what we call a no thank you bite. And you say, oh, thanks. Thanks. This is great. And I'm pretty sure he ate fertile. it. And he, to this day, he says it wasn't that bad. I. You know, like you got to think about it. Mustard, mayonnaise, bread, all of that. If you're a mayonnaise fan or a mustard fan or a bread fan is totally edible. So you're thinking this could I be made a my, thing. All right. We're doing I the DDT cookbook and I am putting the mayonnaise and mustard sandwich <laughs> in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I made my wife a grilled cheese sandwich today and I went, I tried, you know, I brought it over to her and I asked if I could have a little bite and I ate like barely any of the cheese part. And she was like, don't you want another bite that has cheese? And I was like, can I tell you, just a piece of bread, just like cooked in butter on a in a pan, pretty damn good on its own. The cheese, I'm sure, makes it better, but... I like toast with butter on it. I know that sounds super plain. And yeah, but sometimes I'll do it and I'll just put some garlic on there too. I mean, usually it's like Italian bread to do something like that, but I don't need it. You just yeah. put some butter on a warm piece of bread. Mm-hmm. Delish. I see absolutely no reason to fault the idea of putting butter. Butter on toast is delicious. Right, right. I I thought it was crazy. You know, this was not something done in the Matthews household. Uh, when my wife put butter on her toast and then put jam on top of it. Oh, yeah. But like, well, you see, why? you're a person who doesn't understand umami, if I recall. Um, you don't like putting butter on things in general. It unlocks a whole new... I'll put butter. Oh, I'll put butter flavor. on stuff, but but putting butter and then jam—that oh, yeah. was the the umami and the sweet. I was like, wait, it unlocks a whole new dimension to that flavor. If you've never done that, folks out there in DDT land, you got to put some butter and then some jam on your toast. Mm. 
It's tasty. Though my wife, my wife made scones uh, last weekend, and she didn't particularly love how they came out. But I threw it in the toaster and then put peanut butter and jelly on it. It was so good. Oh, it was so good. My wife will look at me like I'm a crazy person when I eat peanut butter with a spoon. Am I a crazy person, DC? I feel like that's a socially acceptable thing. I mean, I'm not double dipping into the jar with the same spoon. I'm just getting myself one spoonful and moving on. I agree I would be a monster if this was a shared jar of peanut butter and I was going back in for seconds. Then I would agree that's a monster behavior. Your wife is into... Your wife is intimately familiar with the germs inside your mouth. You're not doing anything. It's true, but that. again, I, I, I that I could understand. But the fear, the pure act of peanut butter on a spoon somehow being unacceptable. I, I just feel like I see no problem. I see no problem with that at all. In fact, I believe that Nutella should already come with a spoon. Yeah, every jar of Nutella you get should come with a plastic. I'm spoon. with you. I'm with you, sir. Yeah. So. Wow. That was the fastest 24 minutes. <laughs> so condiments, eh? I, I, I just, I, you know, I do want to say I understand we're both a little more tired than usual. We're both a little punchy. It might work out for it us. It probably though. will. I've, I'm expecting so, good things here. What did you want to talk about? Because con- I kind of went off on this mustard thing. I kind of was wanted to talk about condiments because I did wonder as I'm eating this pretzel with mustard, I was like, how much of our food world is just the enjoyment of the condiments? Like the whole idea of the carrot hot dog, you know, this idea that you could take a hot dog bun, put a carrot or some other vegetable inside of it, then put all the condiments one would normally put on a hot dog. And the experience, depending on your perspective, is not that far removed from having an actual. No, that sounds disgusting, actually. Not a raw carrot. You cook it, I think. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. But. I feel like that is not even really. Now, if you if you wanted to tell me, hey, here's a hot dog with all the works on it versus here's a bun with all the works on it. No hot dog in there at all. Yeah, that I'm with you. I'm like, that doesn't seem that different. Um, but replacing okay. the hot dog with a carrot, something about that just doesn't sit right with me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I think I think your point still stands, though. So, well, you know, like your people who want your. Like, what do you uh, mean, your people? Those of us who are a vegetarian lifestyle and they will eat a burger that is just the cap of a large portobello mushroom with lettuce and tomato and onions and ketchup and mustard. Are you one of these people? You said that like as though you were in that group of people. I am not a vegetarian huh. by any stretch of the imagination, but I do try, you know, I have considered, especially as I'm trying to eat healthy and, and lose some weight. I am, you know, trying to consider more alternative options like that, where I'm not, you know, I'm making these, you know, Asian stir fries and trying to not, I'm putting mushrooms in there instead of meat because better yeah. for you. Um, now I should replace the pasta altogether, but uh, some some bridges are a little too. Yeah, funny. look into those white beet Ugh. noodles or white yam noodles mm. or whatever they are. They're called miracle noodles, I think. The colloquially, they've got like no calories in them, no carbs. They're all uh, they're good. They sell it. They sell them yeah. at our local Mega Mart. They're over near the tofu. No, they're not made out of tofu, but okay. We've done you know we've done the zoodles or the squ- butternut squash noodles, and they're not bad. Yeah. These are mostly flavorless, and they just take on whatever you put near them. But like uh, in a soup, oh yeah, especially an Asian style soup. Interesting, interesting. 
I will next time I go to the Mega Mart, I will have to wander by because I always you know, call them shiitake been, noodles, which is not what they are because shiitake is a type of mushroom, but it's it's yeah. a similar word. I forget what it is, but yeah, um, yeah. I I've moved to whole wheat pasta, which is marginally better for you than regular pasta. It's maybe half. You should the, check out chickpea the, pasta. I've had some of that. Pretty good, and it's got a lot of protein. In ch- it. So it's filling. I'm now I'm looking it up and I want to look up miracle noodles. The only thing that I had outside of this, uh, the only thing I had was the, you know, that royalish rumble there. Royalish rumble? The Royal Rumble happened this week. Oh, who cares? While, while the Chiefs and the Eagles were were actually it was the day before. Uh I imagine Cody Rhodes cares. No, he does. Um I imagine Rayo Ripley cares. If Cody Rhodes cared, he'd have uh, stayed in AEW. He doesn't care. He has no allegiance. Wow. Hot takes. Hot takes with Doc Manson on the shit show. (laughs) Uh, You know, um, the people who believe that they witnessed the main event featured perhaps the best wrestling segment they've seen in 10 years, 20 years. Would that be Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss? Because I saw a very funny, humorous gift, um, which basically showed a one-to-one of their match and the fight scene from Scary Movie... Like three That's from or an older match, but yeah. I saw oh, it that. was beautiful. It was beautiful. No. And I'm not counting the pitch black match, which I will what say the match itself. That was the Bray Wyatt LA. Well, yeah, match. I remember we talked about it last time, but we, we said, is that a blindfold match? Is it a cinematic match? What was it? I have no idea. What was it? Um, so the, the ring had a Mountain Dew pitch black, uh, like matte cover that had some black light paint. The ropes were black light paint. Uh, LA Knight's tights and boots and things were like a day glow green black light. And Bray Wyatt wore more uh, black light paint than Jeff R. Hardy ever has. Uh, And they had a, I'll be generous and say seven minute match that was mostly Bray Wyatt, except LA Knight did dive and get him through a table. We're talking uh, a three-star match, Wyatt, two stars. Uh, as a as a piece of entertainment, it was good because then afterwards, Bray drags LA Knight through the crowd and over to this staging area where Uncle Howdy comes out, like shows up from this high place and dives onto LA Has Knight. Uncle Howdy been confirmed uh, to be Bo? Oh, it's it's so okay. Bo Dallas, and and yes. Yes, if you watch the dive from other angles, you can see that he's nowhere near L.A. Knight. He just dove maybe three feet to his left, and then L.A. Knight, as he dove, kind of rolled over slightly to fall in the hole. But it doesn't matter. I think it kind of does matter, uh, actually. Yeah. It was not good. I will say, <laughs> as as someone who was very, very excited uh, for it, it was not good. The men's rumble, quite good. Uh, the drama after the Kevin Owens Roman Reigns match quite good. Uh, the pitch black match little disappointed. I will. I love them both. Love them all. Love Uncle Howdy, but a little disappointed. But yes, Roman Reigns and the Bloodline are beating Kevin Owens to a pulp, and they're trying to get Sammy to join in, and he's kind of hanging back. And then he tries to like step in and get him to stop because they've handcuffed Kevin Owens to the ropes and 
Roman wants to hit him with a chair and Sammy intervenes and Roman kind of pushes him in the like pie faces him a couple of times and is yelling at him and then says, no, you do it. You hit him with the chair, gives Sammy the chair. And then, of course, Sammy hits Roman with the chair. The you know, there's all sorts of drama and things. Jimmy Uso super kicks Sammy Zayn. Jay Uso, there's a whole backstory there, leaves. So now you're like, is Jay Uso leaving the bloodline? And so, so how did that all get resolved on Monday night? Uh, none of them showed up. It's a they're they're a SmackDown group, so that will be a SmackDown uh, distinction. So Cody Rhodes so, wins the Rumble. Yes, and I assume he is going to face Roman Reigns then. That is the belief, yeah. So, because there is no other champion for him to choose because both champions yeah. are Roman Reigns. So then Sammy, yeah. who by all you know accounts from an outsider point of view, who's been sort of the centerpiece of the best storytelling they've had since Vince McMahon yes. retired, is going to team up with Kevin Owens against Jimmy and the other Uso who's not an Uso? Is that what we're doing? Uh, I'm. If I had to guess, I would say we are going to get some sort of bloodline elimination chamber match because we have that before in WrestleMania. Okay. And if I also had to guess, I will say um, – Roman's gonna wrestle because remember Mania's two nights. Roman's gonna wrestle Cody one night, Sammy one night. Yeah, yeah. I'm st I'm still pretty and pleased with my will... idea of not watching the WWE because I don't need to yeah. see Roman Reigns wrestle twice. I just don't. I just don't. Uh, I will also go ahead and predict that Roman will wrestle Cody night one and beat him, and then he'll go into night two and lose to Sammy Zayn. And then Cody will turn heel and will be off and running for 2023. So I will predict that, that sometime between Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania, Vince will reassert himself into creative and there will be absolutely no payoff for any of the things that have been built up thus far in the year. I thought you were going to predict that sometime between Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania, Roman Reigns would either get hurt or fail a drug <laughs> test. I mean, I'm not that pessimistic, <laughs> DCGs. And not be able to be part of WrestleMania at all. All right. Well, that's great. You know what is actually wow. great, though? My girl, Asuka. What is assuming great? Assuming ultimate form. Oh, I I almost texted you, except I had, was watching it in you know early Sunday morning. But uh, I would I was hoping she'd wrestle Charlotte for the title. Rhea has now chosen to wrestle Charlotte, but so I'm guessing we're getting Oscar versus Bianca. Uh, that's going to be good. Maybe even Oscar versus Bianca versus Alexa Bliss because Alexa Bliss is doing the whole. Maybe I'm going to be a dark character again too, sort of thing. But yeah, Oscar's clownish sort of makeup and then the blue teeth and everything is if something was going to bring you back i would i would wonder if it was that but i think again i think i think they've gone too far too far dc you're not too you're not too woke they've gone too far i think so those fuckers at shake shack 
I do want to try a corn dog from Shake Shack. I think I'm going to eat there once. I think I've decided I'm definitely going to eat there once to say I've tried it. That's kind of what I want to yeah. do too. And I can I tell you what I'm going to eat a lot of while I'm there? What's that? Mustard. <laughs> That's not you're going to say milkshakes, but yeah, okay. All right. No. No, I value my balance. I do too, but I will too. definitely have a milkshake. I can't go to a place called Shake Shack and not have a shake. How many lactate will you take before you drink? It depends that on the size. If it's a quart or larger. How many? <laughs> let me re, let me rephrase because I'm dipping my toe back into the lactate game. How many can you take at once before it's not good for you? As many as you want. And if you take the more you take, the better Should it be. is. Assuming your problem is digestion of lactose and not, you know, some sort of reaction to um, milk protein, which is also a possibility because lactate is only helping with the lactose part of that equation. If you have something else going on, um, it might not help at all. Fair enough. Yeah, you could you could eat as many of those pills as you want. Basically, I don't think there's really a toxic limit or anything like that. You could eat ten of them. I think you'd be perfectly fine. I'm not recommending you eat ten of them, but I, I think you'd be fine. I was gonna say I want to get back into the trying stuff on the podcast. I don't think eating ten lactates one of them. I'll do it. Oh, no, no. Right. That will be next holiday season when I'm like, can you drink? While we're recording, can you drink a quart of eggnog? Oh, I'll be shitting before we press the stop recording button. <laughs> you gotta take, you gotta take the Ted lactate. Oh, that might work. It might, it might work. Depends on. Yeah, I'll probably. Work. We'll do it. Let's do it. Um, uh, um, uh, yeah, okay. Anything else? How's life? We haven't even gotten to oh, that. I told you a little bit about my day. You said you're tired. Yeah, I mean. How are lectures? Yeah, lectures. Had a lot of office hours today. You know, a lot of talking. Um, mm-hmm. Throat's a little sore, but not bad. And yeah, looking forward to um, doing a lot less tomorrow. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. And now you won't have to worry because I know how worried you were having to juggle prepping for Friday versus podcasting. That'll be over with and done. Hopefully. You can focus on your uh, chat. G- what is the name of the AI chat bot that everyone's chat talking about? Are you playing around I with have. that? I, I know you're doing all your AI art. I have played around with that. Oh, and I've man. decided I'm going to I think use I, it. We might want to t- we might want to table it, <laughs> but I think next week's episode should be entirely Chat GPT. We could try. Uh, I, I am. Right. I have vowed now to use Chat GPT exclusively for writing any and all letters of recommendation that people ask me for. <laughs> Homework assignment. I don't want it in email because we don't get to, we get to the email too late. I want people to send either go to our Discord, the DDT Discord, or do it in the Bestie Chat, and I'll try to keep up. I want prompts for us to put into Chat GPT, and then we can tinker with them. And I and told it, I, like, I was just playing around with it. I told it to like make uh, an assignment based around certain, like, you know, um, certain science concepts. And like it spit out like a very well formatted assignment. 
especially because like I'm not asking it to actually make the assignment. Like I'm not asking it to like write a factual paper. I just asked it to make like the outline for an assignment. You know what I mean? And like it has like the instructions, mm -hmm. what you should include, like this kind of like it was really good. Like I could see using that for something that would normally take me maybe an hour to type up myself and then just go through it and editing it down in then side of 10 minutes and having exactly what I need for like making those sorts of things. You know what I mean? Like I could totally see this as being an assistance tool um, for a lot of different type of jobs that have relied exclusively on human brains up until now. Um, that's, I won't comment on whether that's a good thing or a bad thing or an ethical thing or not. Uh, it's bad. It's not ethical. But, hey, it's going to make my life easier. So, I'm, We now have 10 emails because one of them was verifying the email because I, I got to sign up for ChatGPT. ChatGPT! Uh, let's see. Because now I'm like, okay. Let's do the list. Yeah. But only through chat BT. Uh, talk about Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> Ricky Steamboat is a retired American professional wrestler. Wait, are they just going to the Wikipedia page? Essentially, yeah. Hey. But it's not just the Wikipedia page. It's definitely pulling it from a lot of different areas. I think it's actually pretty interesting. Why was Gilberg such a great wrestler? Oh, man. We should have done this from the start. Dwayne Gill, better known by his ring name, Gilberg, was not necessarily considered a great wrestler. Ask, ask ChatGPT, between the two, who is a better wrestler, Gilberg or Goldberg? Who is a better wrestler? Gilberg or Goldberg? What just happened? It's not a matter of who was a better wrestler between Gilberg and Goldberg, as they are two different characters with different styles and abilities. Goldberg was known blah, 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 blah. Gilberg, on the other hand, was a comedic character. Fuck you, Chad GPT. He was a parody GPT. of Goldberg and was used to provide comic relief. Comparing the two is not an accurate representation of their skills. I demand that you compare them own. and that you rank one higher than the other. They both have made their own contributions to the industry. Demand that they choose players. one. Demand it. <laughs> if Why you demand it, does Doc Manson If you demand it, will it say that? More praise. Oh, let's find out. I'm sorry, but I couldn't find any information on a professional wrestler named Doc Manson. I like how it assumed I was a professional wrestler based off of your prior inquiries. Doc Manson, podcaster. DDT wrestling. You might have to start a new chat for it to um, not use that previous conversation information. Wow. This is crazy. Is it? I Hey, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. All right. Uh, so things are good. We're tired. Let's get you to bed. We got to get nine emails we got to get I through, refuse. Including... To go to bed? Um, to go through the emails. Oh. Well, then I'll go through the emails. You can uh, summon summon your beautiful wife for a uh, for a dessert. I would like to, but and, I don't. And water. She already brought me water. Wow. Ah, yeah, it. but 
No, no snack. Jeffrey, with his first of three emails today, episode 350. Would you like me to read them since you're, you're tired and you don't want to go through the emails and your throat hurts? Yeah. I need you to do this. Hey, guys. Congratulations on 350. Haven't listened yet, but saw it was 350 on the podcast. Eat lineup. my duck. Writing. The... What? Eat my duck. Oh. Like kind of like my dick I and like my that. butt at the same time. <laughs> you haven't listened yet. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Writing this on Royal Rumble Eve. I'm guessing that Cody Rhodes and Rhea Ridley will be the winners. You were correct both times. Rhea Ridley? Quick question, and not for any particular reason. ASMR. How did you ask your ladies to marry you? Romantic, spur of moment, details? Just wanted to check in quick and send an email. Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, sent from my iPhone. Uh, I believe we've covered this, but we can cover it briefly again. Yeah, um, I, I dipped my penis into mustard and I wrote, be mine, bitch, on the wall of her apartment. And she didn't get back her security deposit, but I did get a wife out of it. So, um, Am I a horrible person when I'm a little tired? I think I might get a little bit more of a horrible person. If you were telling the <laughs> truth, then yes. Uh, let's see. Um he proposed on New Year's Eve in Boston, if I remember Accurate. correctly. Underneath the fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Like an idiot. Uh, it was romantic. It was my nice. proposal. Was- my proposal story is a story of two parts. I bought the ring and then was so nervous just to have the ring in the house that when my wife got home and wondered where I had gone, because obviously I had parked in a different spot than I had originally parked, I freaked out and tried to drag her out to propose to her in an absolutely non-romantic way because I was angry and stressed. Aww. And then we talked about it. And that, that, that moment we were technically engaged because she knew there was a ring and she knew I was going to ask and I knew she was going to say yes. Here, here's uh, here's one then, thing, though, actually, um, not to interrupt your story, which I just did. Don't propose to somebody like I don't care if you think it's the most romantic gesture in the world. Well thought out, whatever. Don't propose to somebody if you don't know if they're going to say yes. I don't I I just I I just. Why would why would you put your not only yourself in that situation, but why would you put them into that situation? They're always the ones I've seen some rejected proposal stories on the YouTube. Uh, the, the people who say no always seem to be having a harder time than the people who get rejected. Yeah, probably. But the people who are getting rejected clearly didn't put enough thought into it because if they had, they would have known they were going to get rejected and they wouldn't have asked. Hence why they shouldn't have asked. If they even just had enough self-awareness to think about it. But they don't. Who asked this question? They do not. Jeffrey. He seems uh, like so he's... Obviously um, you also have to consider the person. Because what's romantic... I don't know that I would have had a great reaction had I proposed to my wife in Boston under the fireworks. I don't think you did it as part of like a flash mob or no. anything. But I didn't draw any attention to ourselves. My, it was still a nice, intimate, no, private my, moment. 
when I when I did propose, I almost did it in the restaurant we were having dinner, and she knew I had it in a certain pocket, and I put my hand on the, and she was like, "Please, please no, please, please not right here." So I proposed uh, in our hotel room. Why um, doesn't Mrs. Mustard. Matthews like fun? A ten-hour discussion. She likes, <laughs> she, she likes fun. I just she does not like at all. No, I, I, you know, I asked that for so the fact that she married the fact that she married the improv, the jovial you know, class clown who locks himself into the toilet in France. That would be oh, too cute. Oh, oh. <laughs> um. So yeah, so that you know, that's that's a bit of the opposites attract sort of deal. Um, but no, we you know, I had some lovely words that I promptly, you know, said, and then I was so, even though I knew she was going to say yes, it was still it's one a of monumental those, like, moment. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a good time. So yeah, you got to consider the the partner there, Jeffrey. Tim, happy 351. You made it. You actually. Well, we are celebrating 351 and somebody saying congratulations and all that. I want you to know, I I went into uh, chat GPT and I said, what is DDT (laughs) wrestling? And it said, well, DDT pro wrestling is a Japanese professional wrestling promotion, blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay, that's on me. That's a popular thing. So then I typed, what is the DDT wrestling podcast? And I would like to read the response. Okay. I'm sorry. Sure. But I couldn't find any information on a specific DDT wrestling podcast. It's possible that this is a relatively new or niche podcast that hasn't gained wide recognition yet. Alternatively, it might not exist anymore. Can you provide any additional information or context that might help me better understand what you're looking for? (laughs) Bitch, if you don't know... DDT wrestling after 351 episodes. I can't help you. Newer niche podcast might not exist anymore. Yeah, maybe it shouldn't exist anymore, but damn it, we're here. We're loud. We're proud. (laughs) You made it. You actually made it. Oh, hey, Mrs. Bass brought me some brownies. I think I missed it in the middle of my rant. Would you please ask for some mustard? I will not. (laughs) If you give a doc a brownie, he should ask for some mustard. Uh, You made it. You actually made it. 351 is an especially important number because it is the number printed on the 20 milligram Viagra trail. Or so a friend tells me. No real questions, just a bracket. In no particular order, Harrison Ford movies. Uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Which one is that? Is that the start of the new trilogy? Yeah, that's one. Or no, seven. Or Blade Runner. Blade Runner. No question. I've not seen Blade Runner. Never seen it. You you like film noir stuff, right? Yeah, I think I'd like it. I just haven't seen it. I think you would. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark or The Empire Strikes Back? What? This should have been in a particular. I mean, order. because this is a Harrison Ford bracket, 
I will go with Raiders of the Lost Ark. I do think Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. Correct. But, well, Harrison Ford is in it. Raiders of the Lost Ark is, you know, his. he is the leading man. It is his vehicle. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Uh, the Fugitive or Air Force One? Oh, no question. Air Force One. Get off my plane! <laughs> uh, Star Wars Episode Four, the original Star Wars chronologically, or Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Star Wars. All right. Uh, Blade Runner or Raiders? Raiders. Air Force One or Star Wars? Air Force One. I don't know if I really Raiders mean that. Or it's, Air Force. it's Star Wars. I'm just, it's Star Wars. Raiders, Raiders. or Star Wars? Uh, rank for me, please. Raiders, Temple of Doom, or the third one whose name escaped? Last Crusade. Thank you. It's probably Last Crusade first. Then Raiders, Ooh, wow. then Temple of Doom. Although I will say, a lot of people would say, "Oh, Temple of Doom, dead last." That movie sucks. Temple of Doom, I think, is excellent, and I think it's an excellent Kalima. sequel. Kalima. And I think they really lean into the pulp aspect, so what the first movie was going for. And I really respect Temple of Doom a lot. I, I think it's a. I think it's actually a very good movie, but unfortunately, it's up against two movies that I would classify as masterpieces. Why Last Crusade over Raiders? Sean Connery's performance. Besides Sean Sean Connery. That's it. Sean Connery's (laughs) performance is amazing. And um, I don't know. I I think to some degree, the, the, the biblical climax of it all gives it a certain degree of pomp and circumstance that also, you know, is drawing off of its pulp roots in a way um, that's clever, creative, and engaging, particularly for somebody who was born and raised Roman Catholic. So maybe that's that. But I also really do think that Harrison Ford and Sean Connery's interactions in that film, some of the best in cinema history. I may need to do an Indiana Jones rewatch because I can't tell you the last time I saw Last Crusade. I, Temple of Doom scared the poop out of me. I rewatched I it probably like 10 years ago, and I was prepared to hate Temple of Doom because I remember not liking it. But yeah, I really enjoyed it on rewatch. I was like, oh my God, this is actually really well done. It, it's more of a comic book style. I think it's, again, emulating mm-hmm. those pulp um, books of, of the time period that they were you know, going for. And maybe it comes across as a little more cartoony as a result. Certainly, you know, some of the characters here come across more as caricatures. Um, But, yeah, I think they really nailed the tone of that film. And I think it's really quite good. Although, again, I think the other two are masterpieces. And while this is quite good, it's not a masterpiece. Have we talked about everything everywhere all at once? No, I didn't. Yeah, last time I knew you hadn't watched it. I have. Oh, yes. Have you seen it? I, I watched it, yes. What did you Excellent. think? Excellent. I had hoped for maybe, I don't know what I hoped for. I think I hoped for something a little different than what I got. I think in my head I envisioned it to be 
more of an action movie. And so I was a little disappointed that it wasn't more of an action movie. But at the same time, I think the direction they actually went with the film ultimately more interesting and rewarding as a piece of, you know, entertainment as a piece of uh, media to consume. I feel like it actually became, it's a more interesting movie than I thought it was going to be. And I actually think that's a good thing. A little too many hot dog fingers. Hot dog fingers was the best. And what was, uh, what was their ratatouille fuck up? What that? What did she call that thing? Remember, she couldn't remember the name of ratatouille, and it had something to do with a raccoon. And so then later in the movie, the thing that she was imagining that didn't exist was actually a thing in a parallel universe. Remember, the raccoon was controlling the chef guy. Yes, like, yes, I, yes. I don't yes, know if she yes, called yes, it raccoonui yes. or something, but raccoonui. Yeah. So I just thought that was really clever how she got it wrong. But then they still incorporated it wrong. Because, of course, everything everywhere at once, every possible universe, it has to exist everything. somewhere. That part was, yeah, that I yeah. loved. I was like, oh, so you did Multiverse of Madness about 52 times yeah. better than Doctor I Strange. I thought it was excellent. I really enjoyed it. More heartwarming yeah. than I thought. I could see some people being put off by that. Maybe they think it's too saccharine or something. But I think overall no, it was quite I good. I liked it. liked it, liked it, liked it. I'm glad to hear that. Che, happy happy belated milestone. Evening, gents. Kudos on yet another milestone. 350 episodes of Podcast Gold. Go tell ChatGBT that. Work New has me pretty podcast sm- that hasn't gained widespread recognition. Ha! Ha! I don't know about our tens ha! of listeners. Fucking pricks. Work has me pretty snowed under recently. I'm having my first foray into commercial contract meetings with big money at stake. It's been a real eye-opener and not nice making decisions that hold implications for the livelihood of others. Look, we're Looking forward to once negotiations are over to catch up on a load of media. Recently watched Barbarian on Disney+. Plus. Enjoyed the first half of the movie, despite the lead making some dumb decisions over and over. Felt the second half of the movie was written by someone else and fell off a cliff. No idea what he's talking about. Neither do you. There's a movie called Barbarian that came out recently, but it's a horror movie. Is that on Disney Plus? Maybe. Yeah. Forced to stay in a rental, double booked by a stranger. Tess realizes he's the least of her words. Yeah, I think I agree with your assessment of the film 100%. All right. Uh, looking forward to the Royal Rumble tonight. A very Royal Rumble. That's right. Feel as though it's more unpredictable than it has been in recent years. I no, because Jeffrey predicted it. Many people thought it was going to be. I I hoped when Gunther went coast to coast. Doc Gunther was the first man in and the last man eliminated. And I was like, if they have Gunther win the Royal Rumble, this is going to be amazing. And then it didn't happen. But Gunther is still a stud. Uh, Doc, what were your top five movies of 2022? Oh, geez. Um, everything, every, everything, everywhere, all at once is definitely on that list. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed Prey, um, that 
Predator sequel that was on Hulu. Uh, that was quite good. Um, I didn't. I don't know if I saw that many movies that were like were released in 2022. I'm trying to think. What else did I see? Like there was the new Halloween movie, but that sucked butt. Um, wasn't impressed by Nope. Uh, geez, what else came out this year? I need your help, DC. What else came out? Um, I saw Violent Night, that movie with Santa Claus. Yeah. I mean, that might be on the yeah. list because I'm not sure I saw that many other movies from 2022. Um, let's see. Popular movies 2022. Uh, Megan didn't see the menu. Didn't see Shotgun Wedding. Didn't see Poker Face. Didn't see Lucky's Girl Live. Didn't see. I have seen Shotgun Wedding. Blue Eye. I didn't see Babylon. I didn't see Everything Everywhere All at Once. I saw and I liked a lot. The Invitation. Didn't see White Noise. I didn't see Athena. Didn't see Smile. I didn't see Pray for the Devil. I didn't see Banshees of Something. Didn't see Eight Nine Two. Didn't see Puss in Boots. Last didn't see Girl in Shed. Didn't see Eminence. Didn't see Exit. Didn't see Spirehead. Didn't see Weird. I didn't see Tar. I didn't see Deep Water. I didn't see Speak No Evil. I didn't see Mindcage. I didn't see Emancipation. I didn't see Amsterdam. I didn't see She Said. I didn't see Glass Onion. I haven't seen yet. Triangle Status. I haven't seen Luck. I haven't seen The House. I haven't seen Lou. I haven't seen Moonfall. I haven't seen Medieval. Medieval. I haven't seen. Don't worry, darling. Haven't seen. All Quiet on the Western Front. Haven't seen. Beast. Haven't seen. See how they run. Haven't seen. Action. Something. Haven't seen. Uh, Devotion haven't seen, Incantation haven't seen, Terrifier 2 haven't seen yet, but I bet you that'll be on my list. Bros I haven't seen, Bones and All haven't seen, Ticket Paradise I haven't seen, Men I haven't seen, Troll I haven't seen, Pearl I haven't seen, Until I haven't seen, and then the list stopped as many as they show me. So, I haven't seen a lot of 2022 movies, apparently. Um, so I'll go with Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, Violent Night, and Prey, and I, I don't know what else. Yeah. I don't know if I saw too many other movies. I bet you Glass Onion might be on that list. Although, Ryan Johnson, the filmmaker, is... Uh, I don't think he's as clever as he thinks he is, but I did enjoy Knives Out quite a bit. So, I mean, I'll probably like that movie. Sorry I couldn't give you a, Fair a full list there, Jay. Fair enough. Uh, DC, what are your favorite five complete years of wrestling since you have been watching? Uh, all the best, Che. Um, I assume we are going from January to December, uh, in which case I did a little math while we were uh, chatting here. Uh, I will go 96 through 98. That's three years. That's a three-year period. So that's the uh, birth of the NWO, the, ad, the the kickoff of the Attitude Era, the rise of Austin all the way through, Austin attacking McMahon with a bedpan, all of that. Um, and then 2016 and 2017, you've got Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Adam Cole showing up in NXT. You know, I, I think we were in good places in those five years. Those would be... Off the top of my head, those would be probably the five favorite. Thank you, Che, for the email. Jeffrey comes in with another two. They may be about the same thing. Jeffrey, spiked smoothie. Hey, guys, just listened to episode 350. Was wondering if you could take a picture of that spiked smoothie you were talking about. And I believe one of the flavors was cherry pie. If you can't send a picture, can you tell me the maker of the said alcohol drink? I believe it's Connecticut Valley Brewing Company? The first three words yeah. are correct. I'm not sure if it's company or something else. 
Might just be Connecticut Valley Brewing. I, I'm not sure. You don't have to wait for the podcast to answer, which means Jeffrey doesn't know how we check emails. Jeffrey, we check them when yeah, we record. Sorry. And that's it. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to trying this. If you could send me in an email, that'd be great. Sorry. Also, you guys really had me in the beginning. I really thought you guys were not going to do the podcast anymore. I was bombed, but really relieved when you said that you guys ah, were just joking. Correction. I'm not sure we were just joking. I don't think at any point we said no. we were just joking. We really were talking about it before we went on the air. Um, yeah. So, I don't, yeah. I, I, not to say that it's happening. It's, I'm not, it's not. Obviously, we're here this week recording. No. But, you know, lives. No, Doc's in such rare form. Now I think we should podcast at 8 o'clock. Fuck you. Five hours till the rumble. <laughs> Jeffrey messages who doesn't have Twitter. Sent from his iPhone, alcohol drink. Hey, guys, do you have the name of the spiked smoothie you talked about last episode? Thanks, Jeffrey. Should, should I, doesn't have Twitter. Should Sent I reply to him iPhone. now? Jeffrey. Jeff. Yeah, you can. But Jeffrey's got to learn how the how the emails work. <laughs> Neither of us are checking these emails. I checked the emails maybe the day of. I checked it about 15 minutes before we started recording. So... I strongly recommend, Jeffrey, if you would like to talk to us more frequently, either get Twitter or join our Discord. Uh, you'll have a better chance of getting us uh, if you do that. Or at least you'll catch Mrs. Manson's eye and then she will get one of us. Uh, Rachel with two emails. Read first for Doc. Uh, I'll wait for you to send the email. I can't send the email because so I got a thing. Say so I need to verify that it's me, and an email with a verification code was just sent to your Gmail, and I don't have access to that. So let me let me, <laughs> let me check it. Hold on. Uh, let's see here. Oh man, give me that verification stuff. code live on the air. Let's do this. Four oh six O or zero. Oh, zero. Right, They're right. all it's all numbers. Four zero six two seven zero. All right. My mother's maiden name <laughs> is Boysenberry. My social security number. Apologies for the delay. Yes, no, that that's is, fine. No, I'm, that's I'm writing fine. the email. That is oh. Connecticut Valley Brewing Company. Best dog, hot dog fingers, <laughs> Manson. Sent. All right. Uh, Rachel. Hello, Rochelle. Read What's first. For Doc, last week, you both had pregnancy questions, and I'm happy to oblige the DDT besties with all the lovely uh, details. Each of you will get your own email today answering your respective thoughts. DC did not want to hear about all things pregnancy symptoms. Doc did. <laughs> so this one is for you, good sir. So the first trimester of pregnancy is through 12 weeks. From weeks 5 to 12, I was extremely nauseous and not just in the morning. I lived off of buttered noodles, Fritos, apples, and grapes. Cinnamon candy and gum also helped, as did lollipops. 
The doctor at that point said they just encourage people to eat whatever they keep down. The few times I did get sick, I was in the morning. After the 12 weeks, I still had some issues with brushing my teeth that sucked, but it definitely got better. Only food aversion was grilled chicken breast. Since then, symptoms have been intermittent. I have something called round ligament pain quite often, which is every muscle in my abdomen. I wonder why that's happening. I am constantly congested and I'm rarely sleeping at night. But naps. I have loved naps since day one-ish. I am now in the third trimester. I have 12 weeks officially to go, but I saw a little man today. Because I have COVID, oh God. I was asked to get an extra ultrasound to monitor his growth. He's measuring a week ahead at 3.3 pounds. Everything is healthy, and he's always moving. Happy to answer any other questions. On to DC's question about going off the grid. Peace emoji. Thank you for um, indulging me. Was the teeth brushing thing like an issue with the mint, or was it like a gag reflex thing, or or what? I guess. Yeah. I'm just, uh, follow up, Rachel. Uh, second email for DC. DC, you had some rather poignant questions last week regarding my feelings towards pregnancy, and I was actually really excited what? to answer them. Uno. You weren't excited Rob to answer my questions wanted- that way. I'm feeling, I am feeling like Doc deserves a little more praise around these. DC, give me some praise. Hit me, hit me with that praise, sir. I need it. I need it right now. You're Thank looking really you. good. That helped a lot. Continue. Uh, Rob has always wanted to adopt. He felt like bringing a child into the world the way it is now would be scary, and we should help one who is already here. I have always wanted a biological. We discussed all avenues and decided you never nearly wrote, well, you never really know the impact your child will have on the world. And I hope he becomes someone amazing. So baby Mox was somewhat planned, just happened quicker than expected. If we chose to have another, we will start the process of adoption. At the end of the day, all we can do as parents is raise him to be a good person who cares and respects others. We will forever support him and his lifestyle choices and surround him with friends and family who will do the same. Number two. While we would love to go off the grid, we are living in a pretty rural and chill town right now. Baby Mox will attend the school system I am working in, if I choose to remain in teaching, and I couldn't be happier about that. The one fear I have, as my assistant teacher pointed out, is that he could come home one day and his new girlfriend could be one of my former preschool students who drives me nuts. Then we'd have a problem. He would be dating a cougar at that point. On a non-baby-related note, have you ever heard of the Kirkle Circle? Oh, Circle. Water bottle. It has different flavors that filter into it, and you can choose how heavy or little you want those filters. $20 at Walmart. I have fruit punch now, but also bought strawberry kiwi. It's the perfect way to drink a ton of water, but add a little flair to it. I forgot to include in Doc's email a picture from our visit today in case you both are interested in the science of human life. Baby Mox making his DDT debut. Yeah, that's embryonic tissue, all right. Look, that's a nose. I'm aware. Lips. I think that might be a butt. Mrs. Manson chiming in, Groundhog Day. Dear DC and Doc, tomorrow is Groundhog Day, a day that I don't think is celebrated internationally, and our non-U.S. besties probably think we're total weirdos about entrusting a groundhog 
surrounded by men in top hats and tails, to predict how much longer winter will last for us. Rural Pennsylvania is a weird place, okay? As a kid, my grandfather would write me letters about Groundhog Phil and his adventures throughout the year and what he thought the prediction might be. My grandparents lived in snowy New York, where I spent my childhood years in sunny Florida, and he would spend the winter making up wild stories about Groundhog Phil that we shared back and forth for many years. When my grandfather passed, I took over the reins of writing the annual letter, and for years, I sent them to my parents. Now I share them with my niece and nephew and share a copy with my parents, too. That is sweet. It may be silly, but it's become a fun way to remember my grandfather every year. Here's hoping Phil doesn't see his shadow tomorrow. I would sure like an early spring, but my friends in the backyard who sometimes carry messages from Phil say otherwise. With sub-zero temps on the horizon for us this weekend, I have a hunch we've got at least another six weeks of winter ahead of us. Stay warm, Mrs. M. It is going to be pretty cold uh, this the next few days, but then by next week, we're back up into the uh, for, high 40s and 50s. I, I'm going to call it just because I want zero snow days this year. I want to get out in mid-June and not mid to late June. Have you had any snow days yet? Not yet. We had one delay and one early uh, okay. dismissal. All that right. was it. Cool. Our final email coming down to the wire. Glenn, no real subject. Hey, guys. Just a quick email this week as things are rather hectic. I have two of my late partner's sons staying, which means I'm relegated to my bedroom, hence the email from my phone. Just wanted to let everyone know I'm keeping POB on hiatus for the foreseeable future, as I don't think since he she will not be named left, I've been giving it my all. I'll continue to be part of the AWI pod team with Brent and the mayor, so you're not getting rid of me completely. Anyway, that's all I have for now. Thanks, as always, for continuing to be the highlight of my week. Glenn, there's some praise for you. You are the highlight of Glenn's week. Uh, not really. We're the highlight of his week. And if I have to share the praise, I, it doesn't, doesn't. Would you rather be the high or the light? What? Um, if it's a highlight, two syllable word. We are two people. Would you rather be the high or the light? The light. I'll be your high any day. Uh, give me a high five there, big guy. Ah, <laughs> um, <sighs> you want to do a draft? Okay. Oh, not right no, now. <laughs> Glenn right and now. Brandon and I. Let's do it. <laughs> But if I'm talking about later, yeah, hell, I don't, don't want to do that with other people. Ah, uh, I want to do a draft of WrestleMania matches. You have to draft the match, and the the other conceit would be that you the only one wrestler can be drafted. So, like, if you take Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, nobody else can have an Undertaker or Shawn Michaels match. That might be a bridge I too just, far, though. I don't. Know I feel like that would be a a very small pool of matches then no yeah it's not going to be a long draft i think it'd be like you know maybe five rounds yeah. or so yeah. huh but we'll think we'll think about it uh it's a fun Doc idea, Manson, as it is approaching as it as it is approaching eight o'clock 
I'd love to know your piece of positivity heading out into that delightful uh, Wednesday. I don't know. I forget. What, what have I, I don't, I've been watching more of My Hero Academia. But like I feel like I've said that now for at least one week, maybe, and I talked about the week before that too. It's probably what I'm spending most of my time on. Although I will say I'm in season four now, and season four I feel like is starting to jump the shark in the way that a lot of animes do, which is to say they tell a lot of side stories where like entire episodes follow a character with some sort of backstory that you don't care anything about. Like, I feel like, actually, like, they did a really good job of just having a nice driving narrative focused in on, like, the main characters that I actually cared about through the first three seasons or more, even, part of the fourth season. But now, there's been a lot of episodes that just feel like spinning your wheels. It feels like some of those Dragon Ball Z episodes where it's just Goku going, basically back and forth with Majin Buu or someone else for, like, 24 minutes straight, just ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, and there's one punch thrown in the entire episode. I won't say it's been that bad. In fact, it hasn't been that bad. It's really, again, it's really just been some side stories. Stuff has still happened and things have moved along, but it's the first time where I have felt like there have been whole episodes of spinning my wheels, and that has been a little vexing to me. I'm hoping they get back on track, um, but we'll see, I guess. Um, and then a good old GQ sent me a text. I hope he was serious. Sent me a text with a picture of Death Spa, which is a great 80s horror movie. And by great, I mean terrible, but worth watching. Um, I've seen it before. And maybe we're going to do another movie night. I told him we had to do a double feature. If we're going to watch Death Spa, we also have to watch uh, Aerobicide, also called Killer Workout. Um, the first one is Death Spa is kind of fun, but. I don't think it's aged super well, and it's kind of more, uh, it's a little bit more plot heavy, more of a Jalo style thing, I think. And then I think Aerobicide is more, a little more on the sleazy exploitation side of the genre. Um, but like, I don't know. I do, I do, I've only seen both of them once, but I look, I do kind of remember both of them fondly. So I'd be down for a double feature to watch those again, I think. Uh, yeah. Anytime GQ wants to bring me the good Chinese food, I am down for hanging out. So maybe we can do that sometime soon. I don't know when. But yeah. Yeah. How about you? How about you, All DC? Right. What's, what what's your something positive I? What is something positive I can talk about? Here are some positive things you can talk about. One. Acts of kindness and generosity you have experienced or witnessed. Um, I I had a a student who came in recently and uh, did not have a snack, was not able to have a snack, and I had multiple students offering to share their snack, which, while technically not allowed, was a lovely uh, act of kindness for multiple people, and then we proceeded to give him uh, a, a snack from the from the cafeteria. Two accomplishments or goals you have achieved or are proud of. I was able to save up enough money to buy my recent spaceship and pay for all the taxes and registration and have a little bit of money left over. Three 
hobbies or activities that bring you joy. Sitting here each and every week podcasting with the one, the only, the illustrious, the it's impossible to praise him enough. The buxom. Doc Manson. Doc Doc Manson. Manson. So <laughs> uh, four places you have traveled. DC, to would you say I'm like voluptuous? To... Not to Ooh, your face. I like it. <laughs> uh, places you have traveled to or would like to visit. I would like to do a drive. I would like to go to Western Connecticut, pick up, I believe it's Route 7, and go north through Western Massachusetts into Vermont, the whole Berkshire Mountains area. Uh, five, personal growth and self-improvement. Well, I went to the dentist and they said I'm doing a darn good job. I meant to ask job. you how the Six. dentist turned out. You said you went. Lovely. Lovely. They tell lovely you you could time. floss more? Always. Yeah. But I have, I have the little pick thing. I don't know where it is. But uh, the little, like, rubber tip on a stick <laughs> that you do. Uh, six, a book, movie, or TV show I recently enjoyed. Uh, I did watch Shotgun Wedding uh, with my beautiful wife recently. Uh, it was terrible writing, but there were some funny moments. And Jennifer Coolidge shooting an automatic weapon is always entertaining. Seven, something new you learned or excited to learn about. ChatGBT, which is currently giving me these positive things for me to talk about. So I asked for some things. Uh, and then eight, an animal or pet that brings a smile to your face. I hung out with a 60-pound, full-grown white German shepherd that cannot be purebred white German shepherd. Got to have some sort of jackalope in there. Uh, but my parents' dog, Miss Pearl, only barked at me for like three minutes before remembering that she knew me and like jumping into <laughs> my lap. So that put a smile on my face. So those are eight pieces of positivity. Thank you, chat GPT. Thank you. I asked then what's a positive piece of news from the last day or two, and it said, as a language model AI, I don't have access to real-time news, but here's a recent positive news that might interest you. NASA's Perseverance rover successfully landed on Mars on February 18th, 2021. Yeah, it's like, only been uh, trained on data from 2021 earlier, so it doesn't know anything about recent events. Fair enough. All right. Well, there you go, friends. Uh I want some prompts. I want some ideas of things we can ask ChatGPT and play around with because that could be uh, minutes, minutes of entertainment. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that? Good well, if you'd like night. to have your thoughts read on the air, you can do so. We have an email address that we check precisely once a week while we're recording, <laughs> and it's podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Uh, and if you like what you've heard, Feel free to listen to our entire back catalog. There are many, many episodes leading up to this 351st episode that you would probably enjoy. You can get them wherever it is you get fine audio goodness, such as this podcast. And finally, if you like what you heard, God help your soul. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to give a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It does help us keep the lights on and it keeps this podcast train on the rails. Would you call this podcast on the rails? I'm not sure it was tonight. I 
I think a good title, if it wasn't probably the name of 52 billion other podcasts, I think a perfect podcast title for this entire 351 episodes would be Off the Rails. I think it would be The Shit Show with Doc Manson. Uh, he is Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a heck of a week. Enjoy February. Uh, Glenn, get get those people out of your house. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be a bestie? Title of this episode, Proposing with Mustard. <laughs>